Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. Welcome to the beginning of the end of our school year. We're going to talk today about classroom checkout and cleanout systems that you can use to help simplify and smooth that transition into a new school year. Whether you're staying in your classroom, have to completely move out in between years, or you're moving schools or moving professions, let's talk about different ways that we can approach this systematically and make it just a little bit more smoother of a process. Because teachers hoard, teachers decorate. There's just so much stuff to do at the end of the school year. So I want to talk about how we can start this whole process with the mindset, just like if you take on a new health and wellness challenge. We're really working from the inside out. And I'm not talking about your thoughts and emotions here. We're working from the inside of our cabinets, our closets, and any drawers that you have in your classroom. Now, I did have a classroom last year, which was fantastically simple. I had two tall cabinets in the back of my room and one desk at the front. That was all the storage space I had in my entire room. So this step would have taken me no time at all. Well, now I have a built-in lab into my classroom, which I'm amazingly thankful for. But there are somewhere around 60 to 70 cabinets and drawers that I now really do need to go and look through and make sure are all lined up and set up for the next year. So we need to go through one cabinet at a time, toss anything that needs to be tossed, unpackage anything that is still in packaging, The thing is, that just takes up so much space and you have no clue what's in it. We're going to treat this just like a pantry. You want to be able to see what you have left and know where to find things. And the easiest way to do that is to take it out of the box and get rid of all the excess packaging that you have. Make more room for the other things that you have to store. And so you're going to try to get rid of any cardboard boxes, especially if you live in an area that has a lot of spiders. What I've learned is brown recluse spiders love cardboard and I didn't want to learn that, but I did. So unpackage everything that you can. Put things into cheap, clear shoebox bins. You can get stacks of them from the Dollar Tree for $1.25 or even just Ziploc bags. It doesn't have to look super crazy professional and neat because honestly, your students aren't going to be getting into these cabinets very often, but you need to know what you're looking for and how to find it and how much of something you have left to know if you need to restock for a lab in the future. So you're going to Toss out anything that's just purely trash. You're going to unpackage and repackage into something that's clear and easily accessible. Sort things as best as you can. We talked about different ways that you can sort your different classroom spaces. And it's really so personal that I can't even tell you how to begin doing that. But I know that I move consumables in one area, sensors in another. And then I kind of work by the big base topics. So whether we're talking physics, electricity, waves, and I move around my room that way. And then you also need to do some sort of inventory. And I've been talking about this for a few weeks now because the inventory part is so crucial. You don't know what you have until you inventory it. And you don't know what you need until you have an inventory of what you have. So as you're going through this, you don't have to count every stirring rod, but you need to know if you have enough to get you through the next year. Or did you just have enough glass stirring rods break during labs that you need to reorder a package or two? Once you've moved from all of the drawers, cabinets, and closets you have in your room, which will take some time, I suggest tackling one drawer and one cabinet a day, if that. 
And so this will be the first thing that we work on because it's going to be the longest lasting thing that we have to continuously move through. Then you need to work through desk and file cabinet situations. So if you have a file cabinet and if you use it, there's a really good chance that you don't need most of those papers anymore. And if you have a desk that you sit in every once in a while, like me, but like really it's almost a catch-all, you probably need to go through and realize what you can remove from those spaces because it's not used. It has been a junk drawer and it's just catching everything there. I still have some honey mustard packets from the beginning of the year just in case. I don't think I need those anymore in my desk, but also I have a ridiculously large amount of binder clips in one of my desk drawers. Those I can probably move into a cabinet. The excess of black and red pens that I keep in my drawer, I could probably move into student supplies because I don't use them anyway. So I can start redirecting these spaces and start clean with a fresh desk for the next year. If you're worried about paper, then go back and check out episode 56, where we talk about specifically classroom papers, ways you can organize them, what to keep, what to toss, and what to scan. That will take care of your paper problem for you. And you want to make sure that you take the time now as you go through it. When you're tossing papers, when you're scanning them, put them into the organization system you want them in now. Because next year, you don't want to have to try to remember what you were doing six months before to try to keep it all together. Then we're going to work on our counter spaces, just like when you're working through your house, when we talked about our spring cleaning acronym with C, counters and visible surfaces need to be cleared so that we have that motivation to move forward. We've now done all the background dirty work, the things that aren't visible to other people, but like deep down in our soul, we know can be a mess. We've taken care of that. And now we're going to move into the visible spaces. And clearing off your counters is one of those things that just makes you feel so good. If you have things that you naturally store on your counters, for instance, I have an entire set of textbooks that I keep on my back windowsill for environmental science. Well, I'm going to take those down. I'm going to put them into some of the spaces that I've now created by going through my cabinets, drawers, and closets. And I am going to put those back up there once everything else is in its place next year. But for now, I want to clear off everything that I can. And the only things that will then go onto my counters are things that have to be moved so that the classroom can go through its maintenance phase over the summer. But I want everything else sparkly, shiny, good to go. And I saw this on Instagram. They actually go through and do a lab where they condition their lab counters by having students use shaving cream. And then you can go back and do old school like practice problems in the shaving cream. This would be great to review things like F equals MA or some momentum equations. Have them lay out shaving cream, write in it, and then rinse it straight down the drains. It's going to help clean out your sinks and it's going to condition your lab stations so that they stay in great shape for the next year. And it gives them something fun to do. Also encourages you to make sure that your counters are completely clear before you go ahead and do that. Next up, once we've gone through all of the cabinets, the counters, and we've gone through our desks and our supplies, we need to talk about student-facing supplies. We provide a lot of things for our students in our classrooms. The thing is, as the year dies down, there are certain facing student-facing supplies that do not need to be available to them anymore. And if we look at Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So we're not going to provide them with excess things that they don't need anymore. 
My students do not need glue sticks for the entire rest of the year, but somebody could get a great idea to go through and glue stick some more things onto stools in my classroom. I don't want that to happen. So instead, I'm going to go ahead and pack the glue sticks up now, and I'm going to do the same container systems that I'm using in my cabinets, where it's either the Dollar Tree shoe bins or clear Ziploc baggies clearly labeled. It's going to give me a great idea on how many supplies I have and what I need to restock. And if I find things randomly around the room, I can still put them back in a singular holding place as we close up the rest of the year. So as I look at the supplies that are out, I'm deciding if my students truly need that anymore. And if not, I'm going to go ahead and take care of it and bag it up as a solution. So as you wind down and get to your finals, you should probably only have pencils, maybe calculators. That's pretty much it. And then all of your other supplies are already cleared out and ready to go. The last thing to tackle then is just your decorations. And I have yet to really find a great argument for keeping decorations up over the summer because as you come back after thinking about and reflecting on the previous year and thinking about changes you might want to make in your spaces, decorations can almost limit you. It's like having a fireplace in your house. It is going to be your focal point. Do you put the TV on top of it? Do you move it away? Either way, it's already there. You have to plan around the fireplace. And while that might seem extreme for things like posters, if you leave it up over the summer, that command strip is not coming back down. So we need to make sure that we are removing everything from the walls for a fresh start. And if you're so nervous that you have to hang all of it back up, then it's probably a sign that maybe you had too much hanging up in the first place. Remember, we want our classrooms to be a fun, welcoming environment for our students, not something that is overwhelming and distracting. So as you learn things, you can definitely add more to the walls, but I think it's worth taking it all down at the end of the year. It also is a really great signifier that the year has come to a close because you're looking at a clean slate where you have nothing on the counters and you have everything off of the walls and it feels like you have fully closed it all out, come full circle until you start again. And with all of these, keep your flat decorations either on a rolling cabinet or desk or your countertops, a space where people aren't going to need to pick them up and move them when it comes to waxing your floor, for example. You want to keep them safe in a spot where they're already serving a purpose of being stored flat without needing too many people to try to delicately balance all the things that are there. Now, as somebody who has moved schools and moved lots of classrooms, and as I've heard that other schools make you actually completely pack up as if you are moving out for the next year, there are a couple extra tips that I want to tell you on top of all of this. When it comes to needing to move completely out, whether you are going to another school or you're leaving the profession, I would suggest going through all of this with a really fine tooth comb. And as you're going through your cabinets first, then I want you to decide, is it worth keeping? Is it worth selling? Or is it worth sharing? One of those three is going to be the answer. And if it's not one of those three, then it probably shouldn't have been there in the first place and we can go ahead and trash it. You're just going to use some simple totes to pack up all of those clear shoe boxes or those Ziploc baggies in and go cabinet by cabinet so that you still have some organization to the way your totes are packed because that's how the organization in the classroom was for you. 
Then you should end up with maybe one tote full of student supplies that you're packing up as you go. You'll have a tote or some sort of large container for decorations in the end. But as you go, one tote at a time. Do not bring a whole stack of them into the classroom. Do one, pack it up, and when it's full, it's going home with you. This might need to start two to three weeks ahead of time so that you're not trying to overload your vehicle or yourself with all of the things at once, especially if you have to find a holding space in your own home for it later on. Now, if you just have to move out of your room every year so that it looks like you don't belong there, but you still truly do, then these totes are going to end up on your countertops and on your desk surfaces. They are still packed up, and if you do move rooms, you can easily then take them to another classroom. They are not in the public spaces of the cabinets or inside the desk, but you still have control over what is yours separated from what is that classroom's. I know that if I happen to move classrooms this year, which is a possibility, I have to leave most of the supplies that I've unpacked behind in the classroom because they belong to that classroom. I have certain supplies for my courses that are kept in a spreadsheet so I know which things exactly I need to take over with me. And I also have my own personal things that I've brought in. I would pack those into individual totes and keep those totes stacked on a counter after the counters have been cleaned in an area of my room. When I'm given permission, then I could move them over or I could leave them there on the counter out of the way so that the maintenance part of the summer can happen in my room. And when I'm able to access the new classroom, I can carry one tote over at a time or hopefully get a dolly, but a big one because I have a few totes worth of stuff in there. I consider this a really great place to start fresh and start to thinking about how we can minimize all of the things that we have in our classroom. And it can feel overwhelming, but if you work from the inside out, you're going to feel a lot of reward knowing that all of the background things are taken care of and you've been working on it as time goes without really alerting your class that the end of the year is too close because we all know that they might take that and run with it with their excitement. If you have some trustworthy students, you can definitely bring them in on this process. If there are some students who are in your classroom for a study hall, but at the end of the year, they don't really have anything to work on or study, you can have them package things up for you. You can have them test your markers out, and if there's any dried ones, have them chuck it away. You can have them tape up sets of markers so that you don't have wandering caps going off in the wild. And you can even have them take magic erasers to different pieces of furniture or your walls, but not your whiteboards, to make sure that it looks fresh and clean so that you can reset up again in the future. Following all of these steps should make the actual process of checking out very smooth. You can add in any school-specific tasks you need in any of the sections, but you'll feel much more under control of all of the supplies and items that you have brought into the room or that are yours to monitor within the room. Then it's the small paperwork of collecting textbooks, collecting Chromebooks, and then getting your final grades in. But once those grades are done, so are you. If this was your first year or you know a couple of first-year teachers who are coming to join you next year, and you just know that the classroom setup process is a little bit overwhelming, I have two things that I would highly recommend you pass along to them. I will link in the show notes. The first is going to be my free classroom essential setup guide. It gives you the no fluff list of things that I think you really need to have by day one to feel confident and successful in your first classroom. We're not talking about all of the pretty decorations that I may have just chastised you for a little bit, but instead, 
We're talking about things like a bathroom policy, late work policies, making sure you have a student supply station set up in an appropriate place. It's a full checklist that if you start looking at this summer, you can walk into your room in July, August, September, whenever you begin, knowing that you have the things that you wouldn't have noticed under control. The second thing is I actually sell a new teacher toolkit on Teachers Pay Teachers, and it is going to be discounted for the next week. So running from April 30th to May 7th, it'll be on a 30% discount in my store. It comes with all of the things that you can give to a new teacher to start off on the right foot. It comes with everything from a template for planning out your lessons in your units into your sub binder and even just template assignments that you can use for any topic, any lesson, any subject in the secondary level. Because having that also to back you up is going to make you feel more confident on day one of year one or even year six because me, I still use those things all the time. If you have any questions or you want more specifics on how to tackle any of this, please feel free to reach out to me at Engineers Education on Instagram. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineer Does Education so we can build a simple system together.